0: Hey, Hey. All right. So now let us get into the episode. You guys, today I'll be talking about how I landed major guests when I was just starting out with my podcasting. I am taking you inside my playbook. And the reason I want to do this is I am trying to answer some of the most frequently asked questions that I receive so that I can help everyone who's ever had that question cross their mind. So I took down some notes and I'm going to get into it. But before I start talking about how to get major guests for your show, I just want to backtrack a little bit and let you guys know that, first of all, you are enough. You are enough if you have an idea for a podcast, if you have an idea of knowledge that you want to impart to others. You are enough. And If you're thinking that a major guest, someone that you think is a celebrity or is well-known or has a lot of followers is going to be that magic sauce that is going to make your podcast pop, I'm here to tell you that that is not necessarily the case. And here is why. Because sometimes when people have someone who they consider is a big guest, quote unquote, they will kind of expect the guest to promote. They'll expect that people will see the guest on their show and more people will listen, all of that. But it's still going to come down to promotion, especially if you are a smaller show. People won't know the guest is on your show unless you tell them, unless you find a way to get visibility for your show not only on your feed, but on other people's feed. And a lot of times when you have a guest that is really busy, really popular, really successful, they might not have time to promote your show. So if you're banking on them promoting your show, that is where there might be some disconnect. They might think, okay, I did this show. I did, you know, awesome thing. I'm helping out a smaller podcaster. You know, I want to get my message out to as many people as possible, but then that's where they think their job is done. Like they did not sign up to be your marketing manager. They did not sign up to be your social media assistant. So do not rely on that and think that's going to make that episode super successful. So that's number one. It's not so much about the guest. It is about the quality of the message anyway, So someone who you think is going to be big, if the message doesn't align with your podcast, if you're just having them on there because of their name and you somehow have a connection to them, your audience will know that and your audience will see that, hey, this didn't make that much sense at all. So please, please keep that in mind. So now let me get in some of the tips that I used when I was starting out. So first thing first, I always tell people this. When you're doing an interview-based podcast, start with the homies, y'all. We all know incredible people. No, they might not have a name that rings bells yet. They might not have a huge social media presence yet or even want one. However, if they have a message that fits with the topic of your show then you need to be considering the homies. And the reason that you wanna start with the homies is not only is it a lower lift, meaning if I reach out to my friend, still in a professional way, and say, hi, as you know, I'm launching this podcast and you're one of the first people that I thought of because of your amazing journey from X to X, right? You reach out to your friend. Not only is it easier for you, it's more comfortable, you're less nervous, but then your friend also is willing to do you the solid most times if they're, you know, really a friend and they have the time and then it's just going to happen naturally. You're going to have a great conversation more organically because again, you're not all nervous because this is someone you don't know and they are a big name. That is great because you want to have a conversation that people enjoy listening to. And that feels like, you know, they're just, at dinner with their friends and they're laughing and kikiing like you do because you're talking to your friend or you're talking to someone you know through a friend. So it is a more down-to-earth, relaxed conversation. As much as possible on your podcast, you want to have relaxed conversations. By relaxed, I don't mean unprofessional or I don't mean that they're all over the place, but I mean that they are just sound like two people speaking and not an interrogation. <laughs> So you are more likely to do that when you're starting out with someone you know. So start making a list of people you know and include in that list friends of friend. Again, it might not be a direct connection, but someone who's one person away who you've met and hung out with a few times that again, their journey aligns with the topic of your show and then start slowly reaching out. Another reason this is helpful is because you get practice, Practice is so important when it comes to podcast interviewing. You just can't get enough practice. To this day, I'm still learning. I'm still getting better and better and better for you know what I know is going to be continual steps and continual levels that I ascend to because I am getting so much practice. And I felt more comfortable interviewing people who are used to being interviewed because they do this all the time, right, to more celebrities or big name. I, I put this in quotes. Those of you who are watching on you know, YouTube can see, but if you're listening, you can't see. So I put all of this in quotes because of course I think everyone is human and you know, no one's better than anybody else. So when I say big names, I'm just referring to how other people view them, right? They view them as like big. So it made me more comfortable talking to these people when I got some reps in and, and some practice in. And you are going to find that that happens with you as well. So that's, really, really why you want to start with the homies. So it takes the pressure off, you have a more natural and organic conversation, and you get your practice in. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is to work on you. So before you reach out to Higher level, big name guests. You are going to want to work on yourself, and the reason I include this, you know, as a tip that helps you to land big guests, is because working on you and working on your show is going to impress your future guests. It's going to show them that you're serious and show them that you're legit. So I remember when Side Hustle Pro had just launched. One of the ways that I was getting visibility for my show is I was going to conferences and I was wearing my Side Hustle Pro T-shirt, and everyone. I bumped into. I was saying, hey, you know, I'm starting a podcast or I have a podcast that just launched. I'm interviewing dope black women entrepreneurs who scale from side hustlers to full time entrepreneurs. And I would give my whole spiel, you know? And then I would go up to the speakers as well after and talk to them. And for those who I really, really respected and admired, I was pitching them. So, I, you know, learn from my mistakes. You you can learn from me what worked and what didn't. So I actually, I went to this conference called Brown. I'm forgetting the name of it, right? Some of these conferences don't exist anymore, especially in this time of pandemic world. So I went to this conference and that's where I saw Arsha Jones, who was one of my early guests as well. And I remember I got up to ask a question and I said, I know you're very busy. I know that, you know, you have so many people requesting to speak to you with all the awesome things you're doing, but what would make you consider being on a lesser known podcast or show? And I'll never forget, she responded and she said that it's really about the story. You know, it's really about how can my message impact your audience and how and, and the way that you approach me and all of these different things. So I'm forgetting verbatim what she said, and I don't want to misquote her, but her response was very thoughtful. And by the way, I was using this question as a way to introduce myself and get to know her because, of course, I dropped my podcast name and I had on my podcast T-shirt. And then afterwards, after that session and Q&A was done, I went up to her and, you know, I followed up with, you know, hi, so nice to meet you again. It's Nakela. asked that question. Thank you so much for responding. Blah, 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 blah. We stayed in touch. I remember I took a picture with her that if you scroll all the way back on my Instagram, you can see back to like this was 2016 or yeah, this was 2016 after I'd launched. And lo and behold, I used that as kind of currency. I used that as planting a seed, as a touch point, so that I could follow up with Arsha at a time that felt right. And maybe sometime after that, I forget the exact length of time, I did follow up with her. And sure enough, she agreed to be on the podcast. So those are just some creative ways. But I worked on myself by, first of all, working on my presentation. I made sure that I was starting to set up the portfolio for side hustle pro so i had a website i my website talked about who i was it showcased the show notes for every episode i had a side hustle pro logo obviously when i launched and then you know i had t-shirts made up the t-shirts aren't a necessary part of your portfolio but i definitely recommend not just recommend but this is a must it is a must to set your portfolio in place so have a website up that shares about your podcast who you are, the episodes, and just make it as make yourself as professional looking as possible. If you can get headshots. So this is something that I did early in my journey too. I believe I shot headshots around the maybe October, November mark. So before that, I was using photos that, you know, I had taken myself, but then around November and I'd launched my podcast in June, I got professional headshots made. I launched with a website when I launched in June and my website was nothing fancy at all. In fact, if you want to see what it looked like, go to Speaks.com. That website is still live. I will link to it in the show notes. So that is the template that I use. I just went to WordPress and then I went to this thing called WordPress Theme Detector when I was on another site because I liked their site. It was a podcaster. I liked... The straightforward site that they had. So I plugged in their URL to WordPress theme detector, which I'll also link to, and it told me what theme they were using. So I bought that theme for my WordPress site, and lo and behold, I had a professional looking website. So those were some ways that I laid the foundation. Nowadays, when people see my foundation, they're like, oh, they think it's so smooth and sleek. But guys, From 2016 to 2019, the website and the template that you see on KaylaKSpeaks.com was the website that I was using for Side Hustle Pro. And it worked. It served a purpose. It was clean. It was easy to read. And it helps you to know who I am, what the show is about very quickly. And then you could also see the consistency because you could scroll and see episodes after episodes. You can see the episode number like, whoa, she's up to this amount of episodes. And I mentioned that because consistency is part of your reputation. Let me say that again. Consistency is part of your reputation. Now, I went to another conference in 2016, and I'll tell you why I say consistency is part of your reputation. So I went to this conference. Um, It was hosted by Allocade's founder, Rochelle Graham. And I'm forgetting the name of that conference now as well because it no longer exists. But went to this conference and um my leak was speaking, my leak teal of Curlbox, the founder of CurlBox, was speaking at this conference. And some of you, you may have heard me share this story before, but basically I did my same spiel. That was my <laughs> That was my routine that summer. I went to the conference with my t-shirt, and I lucked out because I was living in d c, and those conferences were all in d c that summer, so I didn't have to pay any flight money. So I went to that conference with my t-shirt, my stylehouse a pro t-shirt. and Lo and behold, I asked a question and then I followed up. Something was happening in a separate room, I guess for uh, VIPS. So I went into that room, I introduced myself, and of course, <laughs> I pitched my show. And at this time, I was getting—I guess—I guess I was getting a little bit more confident or something. So instead of meeting and then waiting to pitch people later, I just pitched her directly. I, w- I, I said, you know, I would love it if one day you would be on my podcast. Blah blah blah. And what she told me, and this resonated with me and sticks with me to this day, is she said you know what, do your podcast consistently for six months and then circle back to me because so many people reach out to me and they start podcasts and then they abandon it. And I feel like I wasted my time. So keep going, keep doing this and which I know you will cause I can tell <laughs> that this is what she said and then I'll be on your podcast. And I just love that. First of all, it's such a nice way to decline. And second of all, it is so true consistency is part of your reputation. So now I've been in the seat where I've been approached by people who haven't yet launched their podcast. So to me, I'm like, I don't don't even know if this is going to come out. (laughs) You want me to be on your show and you haven't even put it out into the universe? Like, how can I trust you? You need to put your show out there. And second of all, I want to know that you are serious about this, that you are going to keep on doing your show. Podcasting is it's not easy, it's not glamorous. Uh you do a lot of the work by yourself in your own space and then sometimes you release an episode and it doesn't go the way you expect. You have to do a lot of groundwork and a lot of legwork to get that visibility for your show. So it's not this sexy glamorous thing that you can do and then boom, you're a millionaire. So many people abandon podcasting along the road. Many people start one, start two podcasts and then just get really discouraged after a few episodes. I think that the average number of episodes for a podcast is something like 10, I believe. I want to see you do more than 10 episodes. So when you are approaching a big name, have a show under your belt that is at least six months in and shows consistency for six months. Not like you release episodes in August 2019 and then February 2020 and then, you know, two months in 2021. No, 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 no. (laughs) When you are in the zone and you have been doing things consistently for whatever cadence you've established for your show, whether that's monthly, bi-weekly, or weekly, even daily. When you can show that, that's when you approach people. Because the first thing they're going to do is they're going to go to the websites and everything that you link in your bio, because yes, you should be linking things in your signature and in your bio. And they're going to look at that and say, who is this person? What you know? What's their show about? And they're going to make an analysis based on what they see. And that judgment is going to be based on how consistent you are how professional, how consistent, how you show up in the world. And does that align with how they wanna show up? They wanna be on a show that is legit, you know? So be consistent. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. So let's review tip one and two real quick. So again, start with the homies, to work on you. So that's going to be working on your portfolio that surrounds your podcast. So your website, your headshots, getting all your social media collateral together. I didn't mention that, but yes, of course, getting your social media handles, posting on social media, because that's one of the first places people are going to go to your Instagram page or Facebook page or whatever page you decide to do. LinkedIn, if that's where you want to live. Twitter is, it's not as great for a portfolio. It's absolutely great for conversation piece but those kind of places are not as great tiktok it could be it, it, it's getting there but it's um not quite just like a living portfolio quite yet but it could it, it's definitely ramping up to be that way and i think it's a really important channel that everyone should be on so whatever you decide to do whatever social platforms you decide to be on make sure they show your consistency and they show your dedication to your show with clips from your episode with promotional posts about your episodes and so forth. So start with the homies, work on you. Oh, and another thing you want to do when you're working on you is get your systems in place. Systems meaning, okay, so when I started out, I, in order to have guests on the show and select the best time to interview, I used to do this thing that would allow them to choose from It was kind of like a polling calendar app and it was not the greatest. And I've since learned about schedulers like Acuity and Calendly. So get that in place. So it is a very streamlined system when someone is ready to book. So they can click on the um, Calendly link, for example, they'll see an overview of, again, the name of your show, the summary of the description of your show, so basically what they can expect to talk about, and then a calendar drop down where they can choose the best date and time for their episode. Make that smooth. Have your outreach emails saved as templates in your inbox. You can save in Google email templates. So whenever you're ready to email someone, you just open up that template you change out the name and you add in their email and you add in, you know, the bullet points that are about them and boom, it makes the pitching process much easier. I also have saved the follow-up emails that I send to people. So I have those saved as templates as well. So the confirmation, and this is um, this was very helpful for when it's time to outsource this to a virtual assistant, so they can do that work on your behalf. So I have the confirmation message for when someone does book. I have the reminder messages for you know the week before and the day before the interview, so those go out and all of that. So get those systems in place as well. So by the time you know your big name is ready for your show, you are just seamless, just well oiled ship, and you just look really great you look as professional and legit as you want to be and show up in the world so now let's get into tip number three tip number three is to be thoughtful in your approach be very mindful of what that person has going on And in this day and age, it is very, very easy to know what someone has going on because most people will share a story or two on their Instagram story and you can get a sense of what, um, hey, is this a good time in their life? Are they going through something or did they just do a great project that it would be really helpful for them to promote. If they're talking about a book that's coming out and they tell you when the book is coming out, a good time to reach out to them would be when they're in that promotional wave for their book, which is usually like the month out. So you can get in on that action because at that point, when someone's launching a book, they are willing to speak to any and everyone because they're trying to get on that New York Times bestseller list, okay? Be thoughtful of, hey, are they... In production. Maybe they don't have time right now. They're in production for a movie. Or hey, are they is this one of the busiest times of the year? They are a brick and mortar business. They're getting ready to for the holiday, or you know, it's an online e-commerce business and they're getting ready for Black Friday. Just be mindful of everything that's going on. And some of the best pitches for me are people who say, Hey, I've just listened to XYZ episode and I really, really loved it. Now, actually listen to the episode though, be sincere because some people use that line in their pitch and they just, it's almost like a plug and play. They literally just went onto Apple podcasts or Spotify, pulled out the title of an episode, plugged it in, and then they go on to say something that's absolutely not related. And the reason I know this is because you guys know that I interview both black women entrepreneurs who scale from side hustle to full-time entrepreneurs. So sometimes people will say, "Hey, I just finished listening to this episode, and that's why I want to pitch Jack Ryan to be on the show." And it's like, "Sir, you did not listen to that episode. You don't know anything about Side Hustle Pro because you know that I do not. There's, I don't have Jack Ryan on my show. So, <laughs> and that was just me making up a fake name. Of course, you know that. But yeah, people can tell when you're BSing. Don't don't BS. Actually, listen to the episode. Actually, spend some time researching the person. And researching or aka stalking, like I like to lovingly and jokingly say, but with social media around, there is absolutely no reason why you should not be stalking your future guests. Do that as they call it in the VC venture capital world. Do that due diligence. Do that pre-research to make sure they are A, a good fit, and B, that it is a good time because when you find that sweet spot you are more likely to land them so I'll leave that right there again I'll recap the tips I shared so far start with the homies work on you and then be thoughtful in your approach and so now let's get into some don'ts These don't, some of them might seem simple, self-explanatory, but you'll be surprised. This is all based on either my own experience from mistakes that I made or things that people now do to me that I see that I'm like, whoa, why would you ever? So, um, all right. So my first one is actually when you reach out to someone to be on your show, address them by name, please. I get so many high commas and that makes me think... Are you just sending this as a mass email? Is this really meant for Nikala or is this meant for any podcaster or any side hustler who is willing to answer? So address the person by name. Hi, first name, comma. Then, speaking of names, spell their name wrong. Oh my goodness. As someone with a unique and lovely name, and to all my unique and lovely name people out there, we already know that is a huge pet peeve when someone spells our name wrong, especially when. My name is on the website that you got the email address from or the social media profile that you got the email address from. So spell their name right. Before you click send, do a triple check on if you have spelled their name wrong. Don't let autocorrect play with you. Do not get caught out there because I think that is the hugest turnoff. That is the just the biggest like slap in the face for me when someone reaches out to me and they spell my name Nikalia, nicala all sorts of things i always say i don't know who that is so i I just delete the email because I, I don't know who you're talking to I, that wasn't meant for me i, I don't know who Nikalia is i don't know but i hope you get her email so <laughs> anyway like, i'm joking but i'm not joking you guys spell people's name correctly because that's the highest form of respect when you're reaching out to someone and then Third, with the don'ts, um, don't make it too long. Do not make your email too long. And this is one of those I learned from experience. My emails definitely used to be too long. With anything I send now, I always read it over and over again. And I'm always reading it with the eye of how can I shorten this? (laughs) How can I shorten this? How can I make this more succinct? So use bullet points. Bullet points are your friend to cut the messages because a person's eye is naturally trying to skim. So if they can skim to bullet points that really sum up what you're trying to say, then incorporate those, you know, start out with a few lines and then bullet points, and then end with a few lines and boom, there you have it. When someone sends me paragraphs now as the receiver, I'm like, why? why would they ever send this? Like, um, just get to the point. I don't have time for this, but also, I don't know what you're trying to say. When you send me four or five really dense um, points in an email, I, I'm like, I don't know what you want me to get from this. So the bullet points and shortening your message is really, really helpful. Do a word count. You know, go into Google Docs, copy and paste your message, do a word count, see how much, how many words you're sending people, and then you'll start to realize, whoa, um, this is too long. And then another don't is do not take it personal no matter what someone's response is to your email to your outreach your guest outreach it is about them not about you it is always about what they have going on and what works for them so i used to <laughs> i used to get offended when a publicist would shut me down sometimes i would send a message and within 5 minutes it was like we're going to pass and i'm like how can you just pass on me like you you don't think i'm important enough you don't think my show is good enough you don't think my show is popular and legit enough I used to think those things, and I had to realize, one, it's not about me. Nobody said any of those things. That's something I'm making up in my head. It's simply about that person's time. If you're someone who doesn't have a lot of time and you're getting a lot of outreach, do you think that you're going to do you know, 50 shows, or are you just going to focus on doing the top 10 shows that reach the most people? you're going to do the top 10 shows that reach the most people. So that's how a lot of people are thinking, especially as people are more and more trying to reclaim their time, more and more trying to protect their peace and practice self-care. So don't take it personal. What you can do is... The next don't is don't forget to follow up. Don't forget to circle back. Sometimes people will say, "Now now's not a good time. Let's revisit next year. Circle back, follow up. There are times now when I receive things and I'm in a space, as you guys know, where my son's not in daycare. It is very, very hard for me to commit to a time because I never know what could happen. He might not be feeling well. Um, I might need to run an errand with him. There might be a doctor's appointment I need to go to. There's just so much sporadic unknown in my life right now that I try to keep myself from making calendared commitments beyond my own show. Like my show is enough and I've had to cancel guests and I hate that feeling. So I have been in a space where I am not able to accept invitations right now. Uh, Very few, very select invitations. Not because I think I'm better than y'all, not because I'm high and mighty, but I just have to protect my time in that way. So When people follow up at a time in life later where circumstances are different, I I love that because that allows me to not have to think about it, but know that you're going to come back, right? When it's a better time. Like, you know, it's not impersonal, it's just not a good time. So don't forget to follow up and don't give up. Don't give up, y'all. Maybe that person who you are obsessing about having in the guest chair, maybe they actually wouldn't have been the best guest. And somebody else who you're overlooking turned out to, Drops so many gems and is just awesome, just has so much personality, just like lights up the room, even over a podcast episode, like even via just audio. That is who you need to focus on. Like, count your blessings, think every day of like how many awesome episodes you've had, even though XYZ person said no, and then keep going. Don't give up. Like, your show is important, it matters, it's there for a reason. So, with that, I just want to remind you guys again that a big name does not automatically mean huge downloads and a big name does not make or break a show. You are enough. And now if you guys want help with things like what to actually include in your pitch emails and things like that, I do teach that inside of my podcast moguls program and you can learn more about podcast moguls in my next webinar slash masterclass training that's happening on thursday you can register at podcastmoguls.com. all right you guys stay tuned for next week's episode of inside my playbook week. Again, that's sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter to sign up. Talk to you soon. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues